Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly, and this is going to be a very good episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast because my guest is living his brilliance in a way that is the story to get where Jack is today is an amazing and so inspiring story. You know, I bring folks on that are willing to share the real deal, that that are courageous and willing to walk through fire to live their truth and to live in alignment with who they're supposed to be. And y'all might have seen Jack because Jack was here with his wife, Tiffany. We, we recorded a show earlier. And so if you haven't seen that one yet, make sure you find it because it was, it was like a, a barn burner as well. You get these people, the walkers on the, on the line and whew, holy shit, stuff rolls. So Jack, I'm so delighted that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Therese. It's so good to be here. So, so well, good to be here. It is. It is. We have this like really cool little thing. Yeah, we do. So tell us what you, because I know you and Tiffany work together in your business. So, yeah. so tell us what you guys do and okay. what you love about it. Okay. Well, the people that we serve at the highest level are empaths, highly sensitive people, mm-hmm. people that are deep feelers, people that are different than 80% of all people on the planet. Um, empaths tend to be a group of people that feel wrong and broken, maybe a little marginalized yeah. themselves, um, too sensitive, things like that. So our big passion is to help empaths literally find relief, really fast awesome. relief so that they can begin aligning with their true self, which is that beautiful sensitivity. We see empaths as being the healers on this planet. So much so. That and I know you are one. If it doesn't empath. kill them, that's Therese. the thing. Yeah, if it doesn't empath, kill you first. Right? <laughs> so we're here yeah. wrapping up the impacts to really support, sustain, and assist them, educate, and train them into living their true self as their true self in their using their spiritual gifts at, at whatever level they deem that they want to for themselves. Yeah. But, you know, we just, we're all about helping you as an empath manage your energy in a way so that you can live a very successful, aligned life. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Thank and you. I, I think Tiffany's going to come on and we're going to do a whole show oh, yeah. on empaths oh, yeah. because I think I am one and a lot of my oh, audience yeah. are, there's a lot of people out there that don't know they are. And yep. so just, just, just keep watching. <laughs> keep yep. watching when we get yep. Tiffany on the show Oh yeah. because it, it it's like the blessing and the curse, the exquisite sensitivity that allows you to feel so deeply and the the curse of the holy shit I'm feeling so deeply. I'm it's feeling fucking exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. And why can't I just be the normal person? Like, exactly. You know, sitting in the loud bar having pizza and beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, there's the dance yeah. of that, right? And how yeah. to accept that and use your gifts from that place. Yeah. Definitely yep. going to talk more. 
Yeah. And it's kind of strange with me being here today. I'm so glad to be here just to talk with you, Teresa, about my story. And Tiff and I do the work. You know, we are a team. It's Tiff and Jack. I mean, that's, that is who we both are, but I love being able to share my personal story. Well, well, why don't you start? Because you, I've okay. been watching you. I knew you. Okay. I knew you before the story. Was yeah, started, you did. You, know? you knew that person named Susan, not Jack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, All that's right. where my story is a good place to start. So, I was born as Susan. I was born as a male in a female body. Mm-hmm. So I would be called in today's vernacular a trans man. Okay. So sometimes people get a little confused. It's like how, what, what? How do I say yeah. this? Yeah. So if you were born as a girl, but you're born male in a girl's body, you're a trans man. Okay. If you're born female in a male body, you're a trans woman or a trans female. Okay. So that's really where I started. And I just, I made the transition, the actual public public medical transition where I started on testosterone therapy and had top surgery a couple years after that. And it's only been six years. So I'm 52 years old at 45 years old is when I leaned in in the biggest way to my truth. And that was the biggest and the scariest and the most right decision I've ever made. (laughs) There's, there's so many questions. Okay. So Jack, how, how, when did you know that I'm in the wrong, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in the wrong gender. When did you know that I don't, feel like Susie. Like, I, when you yeah, I just really appreciate you asking this question because this is a real journey for any person, mm. any trans person. Um, it, some people know earlier than others mm-hmm. because I was raised in a very strict religious household. Mm-hmm. I was raised in the Mormon LDS faith mm-hmm. and there was no space at all for this conversation. You don't question it, anything. Oh right? no, not at all. You just be good. You just do right. what you're supposed to do right. and follow the rules and listen to the prophet. And then you'll be safe. You know, you'll be with right. God again someday. And so I didn't have any concept. I was very much a follower. I, I follow mm-hmm. the rules. I mm-hmm. was always the teacher's pet. You know, I just, I can follow the <laughs> yes, rules like nobody's yes. <laughs> business. And I followed those rules too. And it wasn't until I met Tiff. Tiff is the catalyst for me being here because it was Tiff and I have a very big life together and we are definitely twin flames, which Mm -hmm. is, it's, it's, it's a very challenging place to exist in flesh with your twin flame, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's when you're going to live at the very biggest, highest level, and you're going to throw off all your limiting beliefs and you're going to have all of your shit mirrored back at you 24 seven, you know, it's, <laughs> that's the work that that's where it all started. And we came together. It was actually this time of year, 14 years ago, mm. 14, yeah, 14 years ago. And when I met her, it was like a plug socket moment. And I was enamored with that woman. It was, and it was the sound of her voice. I'm a very audible, yeah. odd, audible person. And it was the sound of her voice that it felt like home. It was like, yeah. who is this? Now, hold on. Wasn't she married at the time? Oh, was she was she... married and I was married. <laughs> we were both married. I was married to a man and had four kids. Okay. And she was married and had two kids. Okay. And neither of us were looking to not be in a marriage. My marriage was on the, t- on the tail. Like okay. there was a conversation going on about uh, between us that yeah. it just, things were just not giant. Yeah. Like, things yeah. were not working. I still didn't have an understanding. Oh, I'm a trans man. I'm married to a man. He doesn't call himself gay. Who knows? 
And I don't consider myself gay. And, but I didn't know that I was truly here and going to be in love with a woman. So it was all new. So I met Tiff. And then I, at that point, I had started loosening up my definition of God. So my Mm -hmm. religious upbringing had already started to loosen up a little. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to look out beyond it to take in some new ideas, take it on and see how it felt. And if it felt good, I held it. And if it didn't, I threw it over there because, you know, I wasn't going to like think about it. And then once Tiff and I were together, I just fell in love with her. Like, honestly, I just was totally in love with her. And that really challenged my identity. I think we all have to challenge our identities. It doesn't matter if we're born in the wrong sex or a sex that doesn't match who we feel to be. Right. You, me, all you, the listeners, the watchers, we all have to challenge our identity mm-hmm. often in, and, in, in areas beyond gender and sexuality. And, oh, you know, yeah. Wait, like all how much cross- can you achieve? How much oh, do you yeah. deserve? Like we have oh, identities of what is possible for us. Yeah. Right? I'm right. so glad you just yeah. said yes. Yeah. Yes. All across the board. And so Tiff and I, you know, we got very, very connected. I ended up getting a divorce about a year after Tiff and I met. And then she was still married for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. And as we moved in, we had a very unconventional relationship. Everything was very clear. Tiff and I were, after three years is when we crossed the line and realized we're madly in love with each other. Mm-hmm. We both spoke to it. It was frightening and liberating all at the same time. And as we were starting our business also right on that on the heels of us being together, mm-hmm. that's when, because our business our original business back then when we started, mm-hmm. it was all about helping people clear their limiting beliefs right. to identify and clear their limiting beliefs so they could have be or do whatever they chose, mm-hmm. right. To live their authentic truth. Yeah. And little did we know our business was going to give us be the, the means for us wow. to live in an ever bigger picture of our own choosing. Okay. And, well, I was going to say, I'm assuming you had family members at this time that we're not really delighted. None of them. <laughs> so so how, them. how did, because I think, and again, it, it could be leaving a marriage, it could be leaving a religion, it could be starting a business, it could be changing your gender, whatever, whatever you're stepping into. I think the pushback, I feel like the fear of what are people going to say? Am I going to lose somebody? What about disapproving? What about like, how did you navigate that? Because that is probably the single piece that prevents people from living brilliantly, right? 100%. Yeah. And and that is literally where without identifying all the limiting stories and beliefs I held mm-hmm. about myself, there's no way I could be where I am. There's no way I had I identified and got rid of them using our process, but I had to look at them. I had to think about it. I had to be willing to make these decisions at the cost of family respect, them loving and respecting me. I'm the baby of seven kids. I was like the the loved little being yes. that was born five years after the brother older than me. They're all completely religious. My family is so religious. And the, they felt like if they chose me, they were choosing me over God. And none of them oh. would do that. So not only was I, wow. did I have to be willing to release my family's love? Mm-hmm. I had to be willing to release God as, as Oof. I was raised to know God Wow! and venture out. And, and literally there was a moment where I was faced with a decision and the decision was at, up on the surface as clear as day. It was either me following my heart, mm-hmm. which at that point it meant I was going to have to leave my religion because you can't be gay and be a Mormon and mm-hmm. active 
it's right. card carrying Mormon. You right. can't, it doesn't match. They don't, yeah. it's not acceptable. Don't accept that, yeah. No. And so I had to re- know that I was going to follow my heart and live this big life with Tiff. I mean, we had this business that was just coming into existence. Mm-hmm. We loved each other, still didn't know how to navigate the fact she was still married. I, my marriage had just ended and I had raised four kids as religious as I was. I was yeah. rela- raising them uh-huh. in the religion. She was in the religion. So I knew that that piece, if I followed my heart, I was going to have to let go of all of my safety structure, like everything that I deemed my safety outside of myself, right. religion, God, God's love, God's acceptance, acceptance from God towards mm. me. And, but my heart, it was the most clear. I could feel the two choices that I had yeah. in my hand and knowing what I was having to let go of if I chose my heart, but I just I just couldn't live if I wasn't following my heart. I'd be a robot. I'd just have to be a robot and go through the motions. So I chose my heart, released my family. My family is still um, very much not a part of my life. Mm. It's not, you know, I have a few little exchanges here and there with certain family members, a little bit with my mom. My mom has a a very big struggle with me transitioning. Um, She's 90 and still sees me as Susan and her daughter. And there are just some choices that we make as people where we allow certain people into our life at the Mm -hmm. level they can be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those, those places I stand, but it's always, you know, it's it's challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like the story you just told is, am I going to choose myself or am I going to choose the old paradigm? Choose 100% all my security and safety. And, and let's, like you're so eloquent in it. You're so, Oh, I chose myself. And I, and I know it wasn't that easy. Right. And if somebody, if somebody is like, I've never chosen myself. I, I, they've brainwashed me or they've told me all these things bad that are going to happen. How do you like, like if somebody was in front of you today, how would you counsel them about getting the courage or the strength to choose themselves and let the stuff fall away that needs to fall away? Because I think that is a really critical piece here. I just, that's, this is the most important question that you're asking. Yeah. yeah. And um, the first thing we have to figure out is what we want. So what is our heart calling to? Yeah. That's really the, the place where you get to start identifying what is it I want now? Why that is so scary for us as humans, because we don't want to be abandoned. We don't want Absolutely. to be rejected. Right. We're, we're one. Our energy is all made of the same substance. So we really are all one. But our greatest fear is that we're going to lose our connection mm-hmm. yeah. with the people that we love. So it gets really hard to identify what do I want? Because we've created many times our wants are hinging on another person's mm-hmm. love. So we just want to show up in a way that that person will love me. So gives us the good stuff, right? Yeah, that yeah. gives us, and God, not to mention God. Okay. So if you have oh, a that. Form, you know, like salvation, let's just throw a little salvation <laughs> for good measure. Just for the rest That's of your right. life in eternity. Yeah, but hey, well, hey what do we, what's the problem here? So first you have to identify what you want. A really quick way to identify what you want if you're somebody that struggles doing that, put it into the words or a scenario for yourself where you just tell yourself, if every single person in my life celebrated my decision, like they just, whatever I chose, yeah, that everyone yeah. just went, yes, this is the best thing for you because you're right. doing what feels right to you. That's your answer, what you want. 
because a lot of times we'll say, no, you know, I can't do that because of my kids, or I can't yeah, shoot that because right, of my, right. my family. I can't do that because of my spouse. Then, you know, it's not going to work. So you start disconnecting yourself from yourself. You start creating this connection, disconnect. And then suddenly you're like living in the land of robot land, just going right. through the motions. Life sucks. You just feel like you're living at the, at the bequest of everyone else. You're just here to do for everyone else, but you don't get to have for you. And it's because we've disconnected what we really want because we've believed at some level, if we have a disconnect or we're going to lose our. Right. And and you do lose. Sometimes you do. do, Right. So that's like, yeah, but the truth is your heart will never lead you astray. Your heart is your North star. When you can get in touch with what you really want, like if just go in your secret little chamber and like write a list of all the things you really want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you, you know, your heart is like your North star. That's your connection to your higher self that has a much bigger picture Beautiful. than we do in a human brain. We, and then you start moving towards moving that. Towards. First, you have to identify, well, what do I want for myself right here? If everyone was happy with whatever I chose, what would I choose? Mm, nice. I'm going to say two things. You know, if you follow your desire, you will not go wrong. And, and the word, like literally the, the, the root word of desire is of the father. So it's literally God expressing through you. Like that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do in the world. Like that is your, that is your mission in the world. Yeah. But most people talk themselves out like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, what, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? And so we get, we get in the little mind chatter as opposed to the, so there's one, like you talked about, what if everybody, everybody okayed that flip it? What if you get to the end of your life and you don't do it? How's that going to be? Cause I'm all about li- like no regrets. Cause imagine if at your age, you still were Susie. Oh my God. Right. If I had to still have boobs and I still had to have everyone that looks at me, you know, I have a a voice that's definitely higher. I get misgendered on the phone all the time. And I just have had to reframe that. It's like, it's my opportunity to assert who I am often, which is, you know, that's a powerful thing. Yes. And visually now it's like, I can pass and people don't misgender me when they look at me with a mask. It got a little tricky sometimes, but you know, it's like, it's really important. Our desires, we're designed with our desires. Yes, yes, like our desires yes. are hardwired into us. And you're right. If we get to the end of our life and we, we go, what? We could have yes. done it all. Yes. And I just right. was too afraid because yes. I thought I wouldn't be okay. And the truth is our safety is inside of us. Mm, our Everything so is operating from within. And right. it's only when we hook it to something out, out external that we get in trouble because then we're let down because yeah. then that, you know, it never, an external thing will never be our source of safety. Our source mm-hmm. of safety is this beautiful creation that we are with a direct line to all that is to our higher self, mm-hmm. to our angels. So, guides. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. You know, it, it feels like when you commit to, okay, I'm going to say yes, there's a process to get to the yes. Right. So number one, know, know what you want. Yeah. Know what you want. Say yes to it. And you have to be in acceptance that shit falls away. People disapprove. Yeah. And what I know, I've, I've not gone through what you've gone through, but I've gone through a shit ton of loss and change and trend. I always make it through. Things always get better, right? Always. And so you don't know that in the, in the moment, but, but was there a time, Jack, before you were Jack? So you, you did the, like, you left the marriages, you guys got together and you were, you were still a lesbian couple at that point. It was yep. a time you were like, Oh my God, this is it. And then there was the like, Oh wait, 
Yeah, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> I got it was, boobs. Shit. Right, right. It was such a process because yeah. I still didn't know. And I had a very hard time accepting the title lesbian because it never felt aligned with my energy, but I didn't have a good explanation. What other word, right? Yeah. I didn't know how to say that why it didn't. And it is literally the gift of Tiffany in in this experience and us coming together that was uh, created by us in a very big way before Mm -hmm. we got here. Mm -hmm. And she, I've been in conversation and process all these years with her in a very deep way. And she actually one morning through source, she's a very gifted intuitive. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's, she woke when I woke up in the morning and she said, Hey, I've just been reading about being transgender. And even at that point, when she brought it to my attention, I didn't have a good understanding. My first thought is it was like transvestite or like a oh, dresser clothes. Right. Yeah. I didn't understand the depth of the meaning of that. That's how disconnected wow. I was Okay, and because of my upbringing. I, my okay. brain, I didn't have a concept. I didn't have a way to wrap around it. So she starts reading through this whole list and I just sat there in absolute shock. I'm like, Oh my God, like I finally figured what, who the fuck I am. And I didn't yeah. know every single marker was in place. And then it was a two year yeah. process yeah. of going from there to making the firm decision wow. and back in, to transition. So yeah. I was debating, like, do I just live my whole life incognito and just have the world see me as Susan, have the world know me as Susie and Tiff and Susie? That's our branding. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, right. okay. And then... Wow. And it was up and down. And sometimes I'd put it over here on the side because I couldn't reconcile. I couldn't. My biggest sticking points is that I could possibly lose Tiff because I didn't oh. know if I transitioned how I would be. It was so unknown. To right. Be, um, hormone therapy. Right. Have testosterone. You yeah, it's like, am I going to be an angry beast? <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I gave birth to four kids and I was going to have to go to each of them and say, hey, oh my God. the person that you think is your mom is actually your dad. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not willing to lose my kids. Yeah. I'm not willing to lose Tiff. But at the final moment, that decision was mine and mine alone. It was one, it was the most selfish decision, self-serving in a very beautiful way decision that I could ever make because it was only about me. You know, there's, there's a lot of people, Jack, that shift identity. Maybe they shift identity from Oh, I'm a I'm a heavy person and now I'm a healthy thin person or I'm I'm a struggling business owner to now I'm a six figure. But they don't die. Like you literally Susie died. Like yep, like they're totally. like that's a whole different. No wonder it took 2 years. That's it a took whole two years of uh, intense wow. bag work. I was doing tons of inner work to clear yeah. all of my limiting beliefs of, of the horrific outcome I thought yeah. would result from the choice. And as I cleared it off, disconnecting the emotional weight of it, because every time you clear a limiting belief, then you no longer have that chemical dump Mm -hmm. in relation to the lie or the story you're telling Mm -hmm. yourself. So it got easier and I got more clarity and I would put it away and I'd bring it back up. And, and Tiff and I had gone on a drive one day through the mountains with that we live Mm -hmm. in. We love the mountains. We go up the canyons and we were just driving and it was at top of mind, but I hadn't said anything. And she just brought it up out of the blue and she goes, when are you going to transition? And I just started to cry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm crying oh too. God. I, I can't even, I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh. I just started to sob. And I'm like, oh my God. I, 
that's exactly where I am. And I just said, okay, like, this is it. it. I'm doing it. And honestly, I'm so grateful that I designed my life this way in the big picture before I got here that um, Tiffany would be my greatest advocate and the the person that's going to mirror back to me all my limiting beliefs and stories Mm -hmm. and allow me (laughs) to do the work that I had to do to be where I am. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision. Once I made the decision, I wrote a a letter out and sent it out to every one of my family members, letting them know Mm -hmm. this is who I am. I love you. I also understand your religious upbringing because as I was raised with all of you, um, my door is open. Should you choose to connect and engage? I had a few people come after me and my family and, and how can you do this to mom? Yeah. Right. right. And you know, you love your family of course, you love of course. and they're yeah. looking at it as though I'm doing it to hurt right. people. Right. Like I'm not doing this to anyone. I'm choosing this for me. Right. And again, you chose yourself over other people. Oh, that's how it looked. You but at the to. end of the day, that's you have how to choose looked. yourself. Yeah. You have to choose yourself, Teresa. Yeah, that's it. All that's, of you yes. listening have to choose yourself. You, yeah. No one else is responsible to choose yeah. you. Only you get to choose you. So how did it go with the kids? How was that? So what happened? Um, I had one of my, um, the two, my two, Tiff's two kids were super open, warm, welcome. Like, awesome. okay, we get it. Fantastic. Right, cool. My four kids, um, all four of them have had their own journey. And I honestly think they're still kind of in it. Okay. And they're very embracive. They're very loving and supportive. They're very encouraging. I had one son that kind of jumped off and, and mm. gave me a come to Jesus conversation. He happened to be serving a Mormon mission at the time. Oh, yeah. Right. So he was really lost. He was in it. He sure, has longer. Sure. No, he no longer is a part of that religion. Okay. Has left it. Is very, very much an advocate. My best guy. Like That's me. awesome. That's yeah, super. Great. But, you know, there was some pushback. I went to the kids. I was scared to death. I was so afraid to tell them that this is who I am. They were gracious. The other three were very gracious at the outset, mm-hmm. but have, you know, it's, it's a process mm-hmm. of learning to transition with me. Now, what I hear from my kids often is they're like, I can't even believe you were ever anything different. Like that you ever <laughs> looked different or that you weren't Jack and that, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and we've had to have ongoing clarifying conversations that can feel difficult. And these are all about setting your own personal boundaries with other people, right? Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. And if you choose not to engage with me as this person that I am, then I can say goodbye and wish you mm-hmm. nothing but the best mm-hmm. for you in your life. But I choose to only be in places where we can have a two-way reciprocal love and appreciation nice. of one another in our uniqueness. Um, it's been amazing with all the kids to, you know, have to come to them and say, I'd really like you to call me dad instead of Jack. Because for oh. a while, it's like, please call me Jack. Yeah. And then I'm like, it doesn't feel aligned. I want to be seen your parents. as dad. Really? Yeah. So I'm asking you if you will, of your free will and choice, call me dad. You know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> well, they have a dad though, too. They have another, yeah, they dad. Have another dad. So that might be another like... dad and another dad. And, you know, what dad are we talking about? And, <laughs> and so it's, you know, where we are today is fantastic. I honestly would tell you every step of the way, there hasn't been a day that I would go back and change yeah, right. my big decision to be true to me. And well, not even multiples of big decisions. It wasn't yeah, just the multiples, one. I mean, there was, this, it, this yeah, one this was a big said, one. Yeah. I'm not Susie. I'm Jack. Yeah. That one right there. I would never change. I would do it again a thousand times. Over. And, and one thing really, really quick, when I had my top surgery, like I said, it was a couple years after 
Mm -hmm. I had started using testosterone. So basically I do a testosterone injection once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiff gives me my shot. She's, she's my naughty nurse. She comes in, <laughs> Here's your shot. <laughs> testosterone. Uh -huh. And then I had top surgery about two years, two and a half years in. And I thought for sure, once I had my boobs cut off, that life yeah. would be so great. Right. I didn't oh. have facial hair. I mean, I'm like six years in and like, this is spotty yeah. facial hair. Right. 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 It's better than a few yeah, yeah. husband. And, um, I thought once my boobs got cut off, I would just feel magically perfectly me. Nope. Oh. It, I felt like I had a invisibility cloak ripped off of me and that I was naked and really scared to death because now everyone could see me because before I was always hiding behind yeah. either my boobs, my, you know, it's like, it's yeah. easy to be hiding kind of in the, in between a yeah, little bit, right? Like yeah. You're kind of yeah. like underneath. Yeah. And then right. suddenly it's like, I just kept coming more and more forward. And the reason I'm talking about this is because you and all of us have to uh, live, bring our self forward more every day. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know how it is, Therese, when you get on and the first time you ever did a podcast or did your recording, your show, mm -hmm. it's so scary to put right. yourself out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But today it's like, oh, sure. Like, easy. Yep. Let's do this. this is fun. Yeah. So the more you do it, the more true you are to yourself, the more you bring your yourself, whoever that mm -hmm. is, as you're expanding and growing out, the easier it gets. Mm. So at first you're afraid you're going to lose everything. Oh, mm -hmm. if I do this, I won't have anything. Everything will fall apart. And then you do it. And you're like, oh my God. And they're like, I still have, you know, all my wife, my kids, like life yes. is good. All of our friends, all of our clients mm. were so supportive. Didn't lose any friends. And it just gets better and better and better. So my message is just go for it. Like take action. Whatever it is. Whatever, Even if it's just little baby step. Absolutely. Action. You don't have to cut your boobs off. Whatever it would, unless you want to. Yeah. Jeff can, yeah, can give you, give me tips on that. Yeah. Like, so for me, it's, it, you know, this show is called, you know, the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And if you could just do a little snapshot of when you were Susie married, living in the religion that you were raised with, and now Jack Walker okay. living, totally living with, separate. you know, look at the comparison of how much more are you self-expressed and more so how much more service are you being in the world? Because oh, you're so, so like, so let's talk about that. Cause that's okay. like, we go through the fire yeah. so we can bring more of our good, more of our, yeah. our gifts. So yeah. just let's, just, let's just end with yeah. that conversation. Cause okay. That's an important one. Perfect. So Susie completely shut down worried to death of what everyone around her thought, scrambling to try to look right, to do it right, to say the right things, to show up at church, to show up as a mom, to show up as a daughter, to do it all the way that I mm. thought I was supposed to. I was literally so shut down, completely shut yeah. down because I had to cut off my own feelings right. so I could show up the way I thought everyone else mm -hmm. wanted to. So I was giving it my best shot. Totally, utterly felt like I was living from behind a thick sheet of glass, completely wow. disconnected. I kept looking, going, I have this big, beautiful life, million dollar practice. Like we just had tons of money, yeah, tons, yeah. Of this, tons of that. And I felt totally disconnected. I'm like, mm. why am I, why do I feel so dead? Right. Where I stand today is completely wildly alive. We have a global footprint. We are mm -hmm. helping thousands of people align with their true 
sensitive Mm. self, loving and accepting Mm -hmm. who they are so they can tap into what they want so they can set boundaries so they can use their gifts to help bring healing to the world at whatever level they choose. I love cigars. I love, (laughs) I love tequila. I love having good sex. I love cursing. I love saying fuck. I never said fuck. Okay. Oh my God. Every day, like I am all about pleasure. As much pleasure as I can enjoy. Work as hard as I can work in the work that I do, making a difference in the lives of amazing, beautiful people on this planet. And I fucking know what I'm talking about. Yes. You get to live your best truth. You get to live your best life. You get to live authentic to you. You just have to figure out what that is. You know, I think that I, I, I want to like, can I just go like right on Therese for asking that last question? Because (laughs) bam, because, because the contrast, Jack, like that, you had everything on paper. You were well, I doing did have all everything the, on paper. Quote, all right the vacations and the right. nice clothes and the yeah, nice jewelry. Yeah. And, and you yeah. were not even in your life. And no, you probably weren't all. serving. You were you were not at all serving the no, the, the, the I was model. going through the motions. Exactly. It was doing it because I thought I should, not because I was like passionate about yes. doing it because yes. I loved the work. And so now I love that I love cigars. I love sex, tequila, swear. Like like your passion. I love food. I love it. (laughs) I love to laugh. There we go. So, so um, people that are listening or watching this, this is an example of being fiercely brilliant. And I love, I love the fire that Jack walked through. I love the demonstration of the courage and the tips we've given. And so Oh my gosh. Um, if folks want to follow you and Tiff, we got to throw in the beer. Yeah, we're life. always together. You're always together. So yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where, do, where do folks find you? Okay. The easiest way our, our website is Tiff and Jack. Go figure. Tiffandjack.com. But if you're an empath, you're a highly sensitive person, we invite you to our Connected Empath Facebook group. Mm. And Teresa, I think you said you'll pop yes, the link yes, into your show notes. Yeah. But Connected Empath Facebook group on Facebook. That's our free group. That's where we bring all of our empaths in and we snuggle you up and kiss your cheeks and start helping you accept yourselves right there at the the beginning. So that's what, that's the invitation. Really cool. We'd love to have you there. And is there any, you know, not that you've not given 69 wisdom bombs here today. Is there anything just kind of tap into your heart or is there any any energy that wants to be spoken of or just any truth that you want to share? There is. Okay. And the truth that I want to share is if it feels like your whole world is falling apart right now, mm-hmm. I promise you it's coming together. Like Ooh. when things look like they're falling apart, I promise you keep going. Just get clear on what you want in that yeah. moment and keep yeah. going. It's coming together for you. That's Ugh. the truth. We just got to stop it right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jack Walker, I adore you. It's <laughs> such a delight to have you. You know, fun. this is your energy is infectious and your story is phenomenal. Now, you know, listening, watching, gang, maybe you've never had the experience of wondering if you were in a different gender or having to decide to leave a faith that you were raised with. But every one of us has had the experience of going, why am I not being true to myself? How could I live more of me? Yep. And so take Jack's words, take our stories, take the lessons of how to be more of you, how to navigate that. That's your work to do in the world and be, be fierce to get that work out in the world. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank Jack. you, Therese. Peace and blessings. Bye. Hey, this is Therese. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to 
get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.